Welcome to Dr. Dominic New Love Ality's podcast. Dr. Dominic New Love Ality is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of the principles of God's Word. He is the founder and leader of Living Faith Ministries International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ, to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Dr. Dominic Newloveality is worth hearing. Part number two from last Sunday, I'm teaching on ability, developing your ability as a child of God, developing yourself. Self-development is intentional and growth is intentional. Luke chapter 2 verse 52, growth is very intentional. Self-development is very intentional. If you don't intend to grow, if you don't intend to be developed, you will never be developed. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature in favor with God and also with man. Acts chapter 11, verse 27 and 28. Jesus increased. Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor. It was intentional. He increased in wisdom. You know, if you are not increasing in wisdom, you are not increasing spiritually, what is going to happen is that physically, your body will be growing. You understand? You, your body, your body has no choice. As you eat, your body will be maturing, growing, but mentally, wisdom-wise, and spiritually, you remain a baby. That is a reason why many people will say later on, they get married, and they say that, ah, I married a small boy in an adult body. You don't understand? The, the man you married wasn't a man. He was a small boy, but he was trapped in an adult body. So all your life will be babysitting. You are babysitting a, boy, a, a, a baby who is trapped in a, in, a big, in a big man's body. The same thing goes with women. You can be, you, can, you are married to a woman who is physically, let's say 45 years, but everything about the woman is like 14-year-old girl. In other words, it's a small girl who is living in a big body. And this is where the frustration comes in. Because you didn't want to marry a small girl. You wanted to marry an adult. You didn't want to marry a small boy. You wanted to marry a man. But here comes, you saw the person, you saw he was big, tall. So in your mind, he's a man. He's not a man, he's a boy. So the rest of your life, you'll be babysitting a boy. So you become a babysitter. And most of us are babysitting men. You are babysitting children in your house. Okay? So Jesus increased. Jesus increased. The word increase also can be said developed. He developed. And development, every kind of development is intentional. It's not automatic. You don't automatically become somebody. You have to work to become somebody. So let's look at the scripture. Acts chapter 11 verse 27 to 29. And in these days, 27 to 29. And in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And they, there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be great death 
of famine throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. And the Bible says that, and the disciples, every man according to his ability, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief. In other words, abilities differ from one person to another. Are you hearing me? And people were able to give according to what they can do. In other words, if you can't do it, if you don't have it, you will desire it, but you can't do it. And I said to you, I can desire to become a nurse, but I am not a nurse. I can't work as a nurse because I don't have the ability to, be, to, to, to nurse anybody. Are you hearing me? And so it, this is not automatic. You don't pray yourself to develop yourself. Prayer is just an aspect of development that deals with your spiritual life. But there are other aspects of your life that you need to focus on if you are going to live a successful life on earth. Can I have amen? Prayer increases your spiritual capacity, your spiritual capacity and ability. But life is more than spirit. You're here on earth. Are you floating in the air? Are you floating? Yeah, it tells you that life is more than spirit. Spirit flows. They float because they don't have a body. But you, you have a body. So life is more than just spirit. So there are aspects of your life, if you don't develop, you're going to live a poor life. You're going to live failure. You're going to fail in life. And it, it is not the will of God for you to fail. Your ability to bring spiritual things into the natural is key to victorious and successful living. If I was preaching somewhere and I was telling them that many people pray just, just because they want to pray. A lot of Christians in Ghana, I mean, you really pray, you don't expect any results. You don't feel good if you don't pray. You don't feel good. So you pray. Let's pray. You pray. But most of us pray without expecting any resource. But resource is the reason for prayer. Resource is the reason for prayer. So if I'm praying and I'm not expecting any resource, then what is the use of the prayer? Amen. Are you with me? Come on, are you with me? Amen. So, so it's very important that we 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 able to develop ourselves so we can live victorious life. I, I'll play with some words. If you are not able in a certain area, it means that you are disabled. And disabled people always need help. Lift up your right hand and say, I'm not disabled. Say amen. Disabled people need assistance in areas they lack ability. So if you are, let's say, your legs cannot walk, okay? You are disabled in your feet. So you need what? You need a walker. You need something to aid you to walk. So any area that you don't develop, you have a disability in that area. And that for the rest of your life, if you don't develop that area of your life, you are always going to need help. But that is not the will of God. For anybody to, it, it, the, the will of God is for you to be independent and yet depending on God. Let me say it again. The will of God is for you to be independent and yet depending on God. 
It is not the will of God for you to, to, to okay, let me put it this way. Me, I don't know about you. I prefer, I prefer to have liberty under stress than to be at ease in servitude. That is, I am, I am comfortable, but I'm a slave. I'll prefer to be free. I'll prefer to be free, and yet I'm still struggling to get things going, than to be comfortable and be a slave. Okay. Now, for that to happen, I need to develop myself. Because if I don't develop myself, I'm always going to be a servant of men. Servant of systems, servant of people, servant of the government. So if the government doesn't give me the money, I can't survive. If my mother doesn't pay my fees, I can't live. If this one don't do this, I, I'm, 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 I'm bound, I'm, I'm crippled. I am, I am disabled. I am without ability. Okay, then we realize that God works in concert with what is inside us. Ephesians chapter 3 verse number 20. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now unto him that is able. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that is at work in you. Which means that God is able to do but it is not automatic that he will do it. Are you getting me? God is able to do, but it is not automatic. It, if it is automatic that God is able to do everything you want to do in your life, you will not be here tonight. You, you understand? You will not be where you are because there are a lot of prayers you have prayed that if those prayers have been answered, you will not be in Ghana. Women, look at me. You will not be in Ghana. <laughs> Can I have amen? I, are you understanding what I'm talking? So the Bible says that he is able to do according to the power that is at work in me. Which means that if there is nothing working in me, God is, God is able to do, but he won't do it. We focus on what God is able to do, but we never speak about what is at work in, in us. What is at work inside you? The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have God put something in us. It's, it's a deposit. And last Sunday morning, we saw how God invests in people. And God's investments are raw materials. God's investments are raw materials. Amen. Okay, Psalm 81. Let's, let's play with this a little bit. Psalm 81 verse 10. Okay. Verse, verse 10. I am the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide. I want you to open your mouth. I want you to expand yourself. Now, watch this. God said, I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Okay, open your mouth and I'll fill your mouth. So, can God fill your mouth? I'm not here. Can God fill your mouth? But what do you have to do? Now, so it means that if you don't have the ability to open your mouth, God wants to fill your mouth, but He can't fill it. God will never hold your mouth to open. So, I must have the ability to open my mouth then God will fill it. 
So look at what happens. The next verse, verse, verse 11, the Bible says, verse 11, but many, but my people will not hearken to my voice and Israel will none of me. They will not hearken to me. And the reason why sometimes, the reason why we disobey God is because we don't have the ability to obey God. You don't have the ability to do what God says you must do. God says, I want you to jump from here to here. But you yourself, you know that you don't have the ability. That is, your faith is not developed enough to jump from here to here. So in other words, you are disobeying God, but actually the reason why you can't jump is because your faith is underdeveloped. It's not God's fault. It's your fault. Now faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So God doesn't force you to hear the word to develop your faith. But your faith must be developed. Okay? And so, developing ability is impossible with, without change. And change is painful. I want you to hear me. You see, most of us don't want to change. You know your biggest problem? You want to remain the same. It doesn't work. You want everything around you to change, but you, you don't want to change. Development is impossible without change. Change is part of life. Whether you like it or not, you're going to change. A few years ago, I have a bushy hair. A few years after, my hair has changed. It's changed. I, I accept it and flow with it and use change to my advantage and use time to my advantage and all otherwise time becomes my enemy because in a process of time when I need to develop myself I am not but time doesn't wait for me time doesn't wait for me am I talking to somebody here greatest the greatest awakenings comes when you realize that not everybody changes it's the greatest awakening when you, the day you wake up that, you wake up and you realize that it's not everybody who is willing to change. And if you don't rise up to that, I mean, that awakening, you are going to be frustrated, you are going to be angry, you are going to be bitter, you are going to hate people, I mean, somebody you shouldn't hate, you start, because that person refuses to change. Everybody is changing, everything is changing, and they are remaining the same. They are expecting you to change, to suit them, but as for them, they don't want to change. Okay? Now, some people will never change. You have to understand that. And that is their journey. That is their journey. They will you need to accept it that some people will never change. That, that is their journey. You can be married to a man that will keep on giving you headaches. Ah, they will never change. You can be married to a woman who can give you pro. They will never change. That is their reality. That's their life. You will, you will be angry. You will be frustrated. You will be mad. You will be, sometimes your heart will be pumping because everybody is trying to move forward and they are standing at one place expecting you to do everything. There's no change. Okay, but you need to understand that that is also their journey. It is not yours to try to fix them or change them because you can't do it. 
You know, you know your greatest mistake, the reason why you are frustrated, the reason why some of us are frustrated, because you are trying to change somebody who will never change. When are you going to realize that the person you are trying to change will never change? And that you start, you must stop frustrating yourself and getting angry and bitter and let them live their life. You can't fix them. If a person decides that I will not change, you can't change them. And I said, God doesn't change anybody. It's an awakening. If God changes people, church will never be the way it is. Like when you, as you walk in, you are like oven. Uh, the church becomes like oven. You have a piece of, a loaf of bread, okay, unbaked. You walk in, we put you in the oven. Okay, when we open the oven, you become bread. You, you understand? If, if God changes people, then that's what it will be. The church will become an oven. As you come in, the heat, the word, pam, 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 then it changes you. It doesn't work. Change is intentional. And without change, you can never develop yourself. People can't live with change. If there is a changeless core inside them. Let me say it again. So I'm trying to develop that same statement I made. Okay? So let's, let, uh, follow me. Okay? So people can't live with change. If there is a changeless core inside them, that is, they will never ever change if inside them there is a changeless core core inside them. They will never change. And I'm trying to let you understand that without change, ab uh, ability can never be developed. And the key to the ability to change is changeless sense of who you are and what you are about and what you value. You must always remember that your ability is, all, is only offensive to insecure people. Once you develop your ability, okay, from time to time, you're going to have crisis with people around you because an, a developed ability is very offensive to people who are doing nothing. I'll get on your nerve on the job, okay, because I have changed over the years. I've rise in the ranks, but you are the same. And so my ability strikes at me, it, my, uh, my developed self makes you very angry. Anytime I come around you, you get frustrated because you cannot stand me. Are you, are you, this is where the jealousies and the envies comes in. Because you cannot stand, you, can, you want us to be on the same level, but I refuse to be at your level. I've worked very hard to develop myself. Let me, let me say this. You see, I, I, I thank God for Dr. Champon because Dr. Champon knows me for almost 30 years. For 30 years. He knows me very well. And he's the best person to tell you that I wasn't like this. Dog, I wasn't like this. Look at the way I'm speaking English. Because in those days, I mean, I, 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 could, I, I was not that eloquent like I am now. Oh, I'm very, uh, oh, trust me, I'm very eloquent. I'm very, very eloquent. Okay? What I'm trying to show you is that it didn't come just like that. It, it, I have to develop 
that ability because I live in the US. I'm doing ministry. I cannot do ministry in US like I would do in Ghana. And the medium of ministry in America is the language. So if I'm going to be successful, then I need to develop my ability to have power over the English language. And, and so I did learn. I studied, I listened to tapes from other men of God, just not just the message, but the, 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 the way they spoke. I took myself through school. Dr. Champagne is here, he will tell you. It wasn't easy. Went to Robert University. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. We closed from church at one o'clock. My back and everything is packed in the church. From church, I jump in a, 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 a car. They drive me to LaGuardia. And then I, I jump in a flight. I move from there, from LaGuardia, either to Atlanta or to Dallas. And then I'll wait to catch another flight from either Dallas or Atlanta to Tulsa. If I, if I get a flight from Atlanta, then it will take me to Dallas because there is no direct flight the, to, to Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, by the time I get to Tulsa, it is like 12, 1 midnight. I started traveling at 2 a.m. But I needed to do that to develop my ability. If I didn't do that, I will not be here. Everything I'm doing in Ghana is because it's as a result of a developed ability. And God doesn't do that for you. Prayer doesn't do that. It's a self-determination. It's a self, let me say it again. It's a self-determination. It's a motivation. It's a discipline and, and, and godly habits. In Paiboma, Nipas is in Ghana. I mean, go to Atria right now and see people who have been at Atria for 14 days in fasting. If prayer changes people, there, is no, there, there will be nobody in Ghana who, who have not changed. I'm going to say something. It is more easier to pray than to think. Thinking is difficult. Thinking is difficult. Prayer. I can be doing like this for one hour. I've prayed for one hour. It really didn't take any effort from my, my mind. It's just spirit. See, what I'm teaching, the things we are teaching here, you see, because here living faith, we don't want you to be a beggar. We don't want you to live at the mercy of another person or live at the mercy of a system. We want you to be independent, a bold-bodied person who is managing your own affairs. I'm not saying that prayer is not good though. Don't ever take me and go and say, I say prayer. No, that's not what I'm saying. Prayer has its place in the life of a believer. 
But what we have done is that we have mortgaged our life, everything about us to prayer. A point in life comes when you don't want to change anything or anybody. You just want to accept that reality and move on with your own reality. That's, that's a, a lot of people come to that point. You see a husband and a wife, they come to a point, he has he, everything he needs to say for you to change. He has said it. You are not changing. Now, it, there comes a point that when I need to accept the reality that, listen, this is your journey. You don't want to change. I, I must have peace and move on with my life. Change is difficult and hard. Development is difficult and hard. Really, do easy and greatness goes together. It's very real. Do you see easiness and greatness moving in the same direction? It doesn't work. Hello? It doesn't work. If it is easy, I say it all the time, everybody will be doing it. Eh? If it is cheap, everybody will be great. If it is cheap, it is, it is very, very real for you to see you understand for you to see greatness and easiness moving together in the same direction you are if you want but if in other words if you want to be great then you have to know that the path of greatness is not easy give me the 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 other scriptures i i am um, some 81 i think i'm verse 12 but i prefer to be tired and moving forward than to be at ease and rested and going nowhere. I, I wish you people get what I'm teaching. So I go to work like this. Now I saw a young man, you no, know, I'm jogging in the morning, though. A young man, you know, I just say, hey, hey, hello, hello, hello. And and then so he took the hello, hello to come to me. You know, um, I want to go, go uh, I'm trying to rent a place and that I will need you to help me to go and I'm 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 looking at him. Are you for real? To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217071 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. For real, I don't even know who you are. You see me, you think money is there is money, Mr. Money dress. So you are coming to plug some. Yeah, but, but what is what I'm trying to say is that it's not easy. And that is the life that people live in Ghana. Everybody wants to take from you. You are at ease. But you are not going anywhere. It is like being a slave in comfort. Being a, a, a be in what? A slave in comfort, eh? Is that, is that right? You are a slave, but you are comfortable. And I'm trying to say to you, I'll prefer to be free and be working very hard. Achieving, moving forward and doing something for my life. So they gave them up. So because they refuse uh, to move forward, 
and to, they were undeveloped to a point that when God was telling them what to do, they refused. Listen, if my faith is not developed, I will never be here. Because everything you see here is, is, is a demonstration of faith. Sometimes people think I have money sitting, some money bag. It, trust me. If you walk with me like, like Gideon, Gideon will tell you. See, but I've developed my faith to a point where I can believe God for things to happen. I must believe God for things to happen. Everything I need is already in existence. Come on here, somebody. Everything I need is already in existence. God is not going to create anything. Everything is right here in the earth realm. My faith is the conduit that brings things from the supernatural into the natural realm. So I need to develop my faith. I need to develop myself. It's not easy. Hey, it's not easy. Okay, okay, so look at it. You know, you know, you, you know how many pounds I lost? I lost 32 pounds. I lost 32 pounds. It was not by the spirit. It was not by the spirit. I just got up one day and I said to myself, I don't want to look like this anymore. That's it. That's all that I needed. It was a motivation for me to get up, okay, and put discipline in my life and then create a habit. I went to see, I went to see doctor. He's my primary doctor. So when he came to the U.S., I went to see him. And then they ran all these tests. I know here you don't go, you don't have those kind of thing. You don't, you, until you are dying. Okay. Then I know that I've come this far. The, 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 the lady who took my weight, when I stood on the scale, she said, he said, sir, he said, last time you were here, you know, you were like this. What did you do? I said, it's just motivation, discipline, and habit. He said, you are talking it so easy. Like it is this easy. I'm telling you, this is, this is record-breaking because I took your weight last year. The reason why you cannot drop your weight because you are yet to develop the discipline to drop it. That's it. And it's not going to, you can, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit of God, I pray that as I eat this bucket of ice cream, turn it to vitamins in my body. I'm telling, I, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to say to you that if you don't possess the desire to develop yourself, you will die and heaven will never help you. So the Bible says that he gave them, he, so he gave them up unto their own hearts, lost, and they walk in their own counsels. This is not what God wants for them, but this is what they chose, the way they chose, so God allowed them to take it. The question is, why should God allow you to take a way that he knows is not right? Because that's what you want. Are you with me? Listen, you need to 
be self-motivating. Key number one, you must be self-motivating. Something must make you wake up and go to work. Something must make you wake up and look for a work. Something must make you wake up and, and, and create a job for yourself. Something must never allow you to sleep in bed. Then you need to create discipline. You need to have discipline. And then you must create a habit out of the discipline. Here he sees you. So, last two weeks, our temperature was like, like the windshield make it like 30 degrees minus in New York. I'm, I'm talking about 30 degrees. That's where the test comes in. If I'm able to wake up, I've trained my body in such a way that at five o'clock, I must be out of my house either going to the gym or going to walk. My body is, I, I don't need an alarm clock to wake me up. That's habit. When you train yourself in a certain place, alarm clock doesn't work. You don't need it. Anybody who is working with alarm clock is because you have no habit. Now, I'm going to the gym in the morning I'm going to the, I'm driving. Then I see these white folks in my neighborhood who are in shorts, 30 degrees minus. They are in shorts, running. They, they refuses to pay, they refuses to pay for gym. They do the exercise on the streets. Then I said to myself, if these people minus 30 degrees in shorts, have their gym clothes on and a jacket, their hair covered with their gloves, and they are running through the streets. I said, what is wrong with me? And so sometimes, sometimes instead of you allowing somebody's success to make you envious, find out what you can learn from the person. Find out what you can learn from the person to move you where you are to your next level. Otherwise, you want to fail. God will not stop you from failing. You want to die before your time. God, will. do you know how many pastors who are dying in this time because they are overweight? In Nigeria, people will be preaching and then they will sit on the they will sit down and then they will die. It's not the Holy Ghost. It's not God taking them to heaven. So I have to look at those experiences. And I said to myself, I have too much work to do. I can't die. What do I do? What I need to do is to shed the weight. So that my people had, if, oh, that my people have hacking, had hacking unto me. And Israel had walked in my ways. Yes? Verse 14. 14. I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against the adversaries. Verse 15. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time, but their time should have 
endured forever. Verse 16. Let me end with that. Verse 16. He should have fed them with the finest, also with the finest of wheat, and with the only out of the rock, which I have, uh, should I have satisfied them. Let's go to Isaiah 54. So he's saying that if they would have hacked to me, life would have been easy. They would have been able to overcome their enemies if they have hacking. The reason why they couldn't hack in onto them is because they have not developed to a point where they can listen. You are not developed. You are undeveloped. An undeveloped mango tree cannot produce mango. An undeveloped apple tree has the potential of producing apple. But it can't produce apple because it's undeveloped tree. An undeveloped Christian has the potential of living a conquering life have the potential of living a victorious life, has the potential of living a successful life, a prosperous life, but, but is still not able to. Why? Because of undevelopment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, look at this scripture here. He said, oh, sing barren that that not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. That did not travail with I." For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. Now, so what he's saying here, he, he's now talking about what you can do that you are not yet. Are you getting me? You are barren, but God says you can produce children. You don't have a husband. God said you will produce children, which means that a time will come, you have to get married. So now what I'm trying to say to you tonight is that God is not looking at your present state. You see, I judges you by your present state. But God doesn't look at you where you are. God looks at you where you need to be. For you to move from here to where God wants you to be is going to take your own development. I'm asking myself if, if, you, if, you, if you get me. You understand? There is prosperity in your future. I mean, your future holds great promises. But is it going to come to pass? It is going to depend on you. Your self-development. You, you, you can desire to become a doctor. If you don't go to school, you won't become. God doesn't take anybody to school and teach anybody medicine. Hello? I mean, yeah, we believe that we can pray, ah, and then we'll change. See, sometimes, even the man praying for a wife is not, is not yet a wife. I mean, it's not yet a man who can marry a wife. The same thing to women. Look at this scripture. I won't put it on the screen. Look, look, listen to me. He said, he who findeth a wife. He didn't say he who findeth a woman. He who findeth a wife. In other words, you must be developed to be a wife before you become a wife. But you see, you didn't marry a wife. You married a girl. You married a girl. You married a woman, not a wife. So now you, you, you wake up to amazing realities that a woman is not a woman who can help you. 
Are you understanding? Look at the scripture. He said, he who finds a wife, findeth a good thing. So we are looking at the qualifications of a wife. Because, excuse my language, marriage is not just about sex and, and, and producing children. That's not the only reason for marriage. You, you wake up to a, 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 a rude awakening. Because I can tell you that one day you're going to get up and, and, and the only thing that holds you together is the purpose that two of you share. Somebody asked me, so if I am married to a girl instead of a wife, but I'm now married, so what do I do? I said, well, you have to understand that if the girl is not willing to change to become a wife, then that is a journey. Leave her alone and live your life. Yeah, because change is not, you can't, you can't force people to change you. You can't force people to change. Come on here, somebody. You can't force people to develop themselves. That is their journey. This is their journey. This is what they know. And if you, if you, if you try to force them, uh, you are going to be get frustrated and sometimes you start getting heart attacks. Give me the verse 2, verse 3. Enlarge the place of your tent and let down and, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy course and strengthen thy stakes. So what he's saying to you is that enlarge your capacity. Why? Because your ability needs capacity. Are you hearing me? Enlarge your There is a difference between capacity and ability. If you have ability and you don't have the capacity, what will happen is that your ability will be shortened or straightened. If you have a capacity and you are not developing, other people will take your land. Let me explain. You have, a, you have 14 acre land, but your ability to develop the land, you can only develop one plot. By the time you realize, you don't even have what it takes to build a wall around the 14 acres. So people will start encroaching over the land. The next day you come, somebody is there. They have macho men over there. And if you play the food, they will beat you up. And then what happens is that you let go the land because you don't have the ability to develop the 14 acres. Give God a better clap offering than that. Give. It's very important for you to understand the kind of vessel you are and the ability of the vessel determines the content and the volume of what you can carry. So the Bible says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure. But he said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And so the kind of vessel you have eh, and the ability of the vessel determines the content. Proverbs 24 verse 10. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 8. Okay, so he said, if you faint in the day of adversity, okay, your vessel, your vessel. You see, I can carry things that others cannot carry. I can handle things that the, the stuff, the things I have carried, if, if they put you there for one week, you die. Why? Because over the years, I wasn't like this. But 
I've gone through. So, so I'm, I'm going to say to you is that use adversity. Let adversity become a friend. Let me tell you, it is not every adversity which is satanic. Some of the adversities are God engineered to clean you up and to bring the best out of you. This afternoon, where I was preaching this afternoon, these two ladies, I see they were making signs when they were, they were coming to the altar. They were making, and I'm trying to make them out. Then one of them said, oh, koforidua, koforidua. Then I knew, I said, these, these ladies may know me. So when I started preaching, I started talking about certain situations that I was in growing up. And I called the two ladies and they came. I said, I said, where do I know you? Then she mentioned her name. I said, yeah. He said, we used to go to Jesus' movement together. You were there. And he said, I know you, Brother Dominic. Brother Dominic, you used to have your bag at your ne neck like this. You know, you have your bag and you are going for evangelism and you are going to prayer and all that. And then we were in full gospel together. And I said, oh, then you know me very well. We are conver conversating in the preaching. Then he said, I said, were you ever in my house? He said, I said, do you see that at my house... Eh, I have a, 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 a boy's room there, but the toilet was outside. He said, yes. That toilet was at Tonko. And so, once we use the toilet, in about six hours, the whole thing is filled up. Six hours. The, the people in the house can really... <laughs> <it's> pressure. <laughs> there is pressure in the stomach of people. <laughs> uh, am I talking to somebody here? Now, all those training, I mean, they are shocked to see me because they haven't seen me for like 50 years. Uh, 40 something years. They haven't seen me. They see my billboard. They see my pictures. They see. So today was like, I don't know. I mean, it was like heaven on earth. And they were so excited. Now, what is the difference between me and these two girls? Because all of us were in the same church at the same time development what is the difference between me and these two ladies because we were in the same church as a matter of fact one of the girls I remember now was a prophetess who was always prophesying my children, my children, my children I am here in your midst my children, you know that kind of prophecy I'm here in your midst, I God have come we know that, he said wherever two or three are gathered together those days we didn't know those things so we too be going, thank you Jesus he's here, thank you Jesus I mean, we didn't know <laughs> development in other words with all that you are hearing from here with all that we are teaching you from here, if you refuse to develop yourself, it's your choice. You remain here, you'll be broke, you'll be poor, you'll fail, nothing will work for you, and you, and you will now turn around and blame God and blame me and blame other people, but then it is your fault. Look at Atlas. The reason why some of them become great because when others are asleep, others are on the field. 4 a.m., football players, soccer players. When I heard the story of Ronaldo, my heart, I said, my God, what a man. When they have gone to training 
and they have been on the field for all these hours and then they break the training and all everybody goes now that his personal trainer comes his personal trainer to teach him how to bend the ball like Beckham and you'll be on over there on the field for another three hours the difference between Ronaldo and others is because he developed he, he took personal responsibility and became a, a God help him but it's not just God according to the power that is at work inside you okay give me this the second Corinthians second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 9 10 and 11 I want you to look at it use adversity as a friend use take advantage of time and develop yourself because your season will come the greatest privacy in life is to come into an opportunity and you are not prepared the greatest privacy in life is for you to now you have been praying for God to give you an opportunity but at the point where you were praying, you never develop yourself to meet the opportunity that to come so that if the opportunity comes, you can step into it. You were waiting for the opportunity, only for the opportunity to come and then you were not qualified. So you use the time to develop yourself because your season will come. I promise you, your season will come. I'm not here, I say your season will come. I'm not here, I say your season will come. If you are a lady here, your season will come for you to get married. Uh, I have only few people here. I say your season will come for you to get married. Come on, say amen. Right now that you are not yet married, okay, what are you doing to develop yourself to become a wife? Are you doing things that when a man comes, and the man and the man goes to talk to the pastor about you. The pastor said, Not that one. No. You are in fire if you go to that man. Are, are you getting me? So Paul said, We are troubled on every side and yet not distressed. Now, how is it that other people can take trouble and others cannot? Their vessel is developed, their human spirit is strong, their mind is chaffed. They can handle adversity. They can handle trouble. They can handle difficulty. They can handle crisis. Oh yeah, they can handle crisis. They can handle, they, they are going through trouble. You know how many times I walked from Osu to Aquinas for two years. I walked to school. By the time you get to school, you are wet. I always missed two first two lessons I'm, I'm now realizing that those were expensive trainings that no university could have given me so today I am strong enough to handle anything and I can handle anything the greatest asset you can have for you to come to a point in your life when you know that if you need to stand alone by yourself, you have the ability to stand alone by yourself and you, you will do better. Come on, put your hands together, put your hands together. Yeah. Okay? 
I am not perplexed. I am distressed that I'm not perplexed. I am distressed. We are distressed, but we are not in despair. Yes, verse 9. Verse 9. Persecuted, but we are not forsaken. There are some of us, when you face one, two persecution in this church, you stop coming. Somebody said one bad thing about you, you stop coming. You go through a little crisis, we will never see you again. Yeah. Yeah. You can't handle persecution. You can't handle stress. You can't handle stress. You don't understand? You don't understand that the only way you get gold is for God to go through stress. Because gold in its original state is just a piece of rock. The gold inside the rock is very small. But the, the, the rock must go through intense heat. Sometimes the best of you must come through trouble. It is in the furnace of affliction we find out who you are. We don't know who you are when the, there is comfort. We don't know who you are when everything is cool. We don't know the kind of vessel you have when everything is easy. We, you can praise God when everything is going very well. But we will know if you can praise God if you are going through some trouble. Can you handle it? Yes, I can handle it. Bring it on. Because God will never take you to your next level if you are not able to handle the stress of today. Because every, every level comes with its own stress. Are you, are you getting me? Are you getting what I'm saying? Lift up your hand and say, I, I understand. Okay? You, you see, he said, we are not despair. We are not despair. I'm going through some stuff, but I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I really don't care who loves me, who don't love me. I don't control who loves me, and I don't control who hates me. But I control myself. Control what you think about me, what you say about me. I can't control it. So I refuse to allow what you say about me or what you think about me to hurt me, to move me out of the church. It's a sign of a developed person. A developed person. Your mind is developed. Your emotions are under control. Your greatest enemy in life is your emotions. You must bring your emotions in check. Master the ability to stay calm in the midst of trouble. Sometimes things are tough, yo. Sometimes things are boiling and tough. But when I walk in a compound, okay, I, I, can't, I can't exude fear. I have to bring confidence, let people know it to be sorted out. And that's what we do all the time. By the time you realize everything is sorted out, you know why? Because God is meeting me at the level of my development. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217071 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. According to the power that is at work, in, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly according to the power that is at work in you. So what God is doing is that he's meeting me at the level of my development. We are cast down, but we are not destroyed. 
Yes? We are not destroyed. Yes? Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal bodies. This is Paul. You are giving me the next verse. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest. In other words, if I am afraid of death, the life of Jesus can never be manifested in me. You know the reason why most of us can't do anything? Because, because you, you are never a risk taker. I learned this from Archbishop Idahusa. He said, if you don't take risk, the risk will take you. If you don't take risk, you see, you want to be safe. You want the condition to be perfect before you do anything. It doesn't work like that. If you want everything to be perfect before you take up, before you take a step, you will remain in the boat for the rest of your life. It was, it was a risk for Peter to step out of the boat and start walking on the water because the voice of Jesus said, come. The reason is that why is it that it was only Peter that stepped out of the boat and everybody else remained in the boat because he was developed enough faith-wise to step out. This is Bishop Dominic Nulav Aluti. Approve of this message. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.lfmic.org today for more information about the ministry of Dr. Dominic Aluti. For more video and audio messages, find us on YouTube at Conquest TV and Dominic Aluti Ministries and Living Faith Ministries International Church on Facebook for more information on our upcoming programs. Follow us on Living Faith Rima House Ghana on Instagram and please subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Subscribe also to our YouTube channel for live service and many more. God bless you.